Jones, we have top men working on it right now. He was a most ripping victory. No! Get to the chopper! Parkway Theater Podcast. Uh, we are your secret agent men, if you were, if you will. I am one of your hosts, Matt. Hey, I'm Byron. And I'm Ward from the Parkway Theater. Am I the only one saying where I'm from now? Yes, you're the only one from anywhere. Uh, the others of us, just like in the song, the people we meet never know who we are or where we are. Uh, that was The Return of Bruno. <laughs> that is uh, that is Bruce Willis's... Um, LP he released in, in the 80s, 90s. Wow. Yes. yes, he was a singer, secret agent man. You Apparently guys... Hudson Hawk was not as low as you can go. Uh, well, I mean, I like Hudson Hawk more than I like Bruce Willis covering uh, some terrible songs. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, if you've read the, uh, the, uh, the title of this episode, we are covering Die Hard this week. Uh, isn't and- it pronounced... The hard? Oh, D-Hod? Yeah, D-Hod. It's German. D-Hod? Right? Oh. I'm sure it's German. Oh, I don't know. We'll ask Hans Gruber when we get him on the line later. <laughs> but uh, but first, you know, here's... You got here's, a Ouija board or what? Yes. Well, I mean, we were able to play, uh, you know, uh, Six Degrees of Alan Rickman last time. So this time we're going to conjure him up from the dead. <laughs> both yeah, both him have, and his uh, <laughs> fictional character. Yes, that's, we actually that's have right. Alan Rickman in the studio. Yes. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, Gruber didn't die. There's a, there's a director's cut where hashtag Gruber didn't die. There Just was a now. trampoline. Yes. Uh, very, very big trampoline. Yeah. Before we get too deep into this, because I want to tell our audience that by the time you hear this podcast, this movie will have already played at the Parkway Theater. So I'm sorry if you didn't come down. It was amazing. We all loved it. There was awesome stuff going on. Wow, that was so fun. It was so much fun. It was sold out. I mean, it already is sold out. We recorded this you know, in advance, and it's sold out, so you can't come if you didn't get tickets, sorry. Uh, but uh, tell us, Ward, a little bit about the history of this movie at this theater. What's going uh, on? So, uh, last year, we tried to get Die Hard for, D-Hard for Christmas, uh-huh. and uh, because it is, it has become uh, everybody's favorite cult classic Christmas movie, yep. and it was not available, it was out of print in 35 millimeters. so I was very excited to find this year, I inquired again, and lo and behold, the print was available and got it booked on 35 millimeter right before christmas so yes Fantastic. december 
December 19th, 8 o'clock here at the Parkway. Um, like I said, though, if you're listening, you missed it. Yeah, you missed <laughs> yeah. it. And even if you wanted to, you couldn't show up because it's sold out. The yeah. drink was delicious. It, it was. was called the Yippee Cayenne Motherita. Oh. I typically Ooh. recommend against double puns, but this time it, it worked out okay. That is difficult to follow. Motherita. Hmm. I see. Cayenne. Margarita. Motherita. Yippee Cayenne. Yippee Cayenne. Yep. Get it. Oh, I like it. You're a real Roy Rogers over there. <laughs> Uh, so I want one thing I wanted to do since this is our last episode of, the, of 2019, and uh, before the Christmas uh, holiday and all the whatever winter holidays happen, I wanted to just uh, talk to you guys a little bit about what you've been up to, what's going on uh, for your Christmas, what you've been watching lately, what have you been doing. One major thing that I would like to discuss is um, Star Wars comes out this week. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. T-R-O-S. And, uh, of course, you know, you're probably going to that, that movie this weekend if you're listening to this podcast or some weekend here in December. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of movies. I was talking to Byron about, a little bit about this beforehand. What I try to do is watch the last five minutes of each of the Star Wars movies <laughs> as a lead-up. And he's trying to provide a synopsis. <laughs> it's really efficient. Explain. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have time to watch uh, 10 movies or whatever it is now. 11, I guess. Uh, I just watched, watched the first five seconds of each one. I so it's just blah, yeah. da, 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 yes. blah, da, 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 just over and over again. Maybe if you just one. read the, the story on the scroll for each one, you'd have a better understanding. And then it Actually, seconds. if you read them all consecutively, it, it forms a very cohesive story. Really? No, yeah, I just made that up. Well, Rogue One kind of inserts that cohesive story in there, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Are you guys going to go see Star Wars? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I I bought my tickets a little late, so I have to drive all the way to Eden Prairie. Oh, okay, for, been there for you Minnesotans. AMC oh, theaters, no. AMC Friday, eight p.m. Looking forward yes. to it. Even though today I saw Rotten Tomatoes, fifty nine percent. that's yeah, not that's, good. Uh, that's a coin flip. It's uh, not good. A little dicey. It's one percentage point away from the being a fresh tomato yeah yeah it's it's under that threshold byron when are you going uh, i do not have my tickets yet okay. uh, byron will be leaving the parkway podcast leaving, <laughs> yeah, so i'll be leaving now so no it was good knowing no, him. i haven't gotten it yet i haven't gotten around to it i figured i'd wait and uh see it probably next week i'll be able to get some tickets because i didn't plan ahead of time well, Byron, I bought my tickets yesterday, and I still got my 7 a.m. showing on Friday. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good for you. Can you believe like, that? Oh, so good for you. I can't believe it was still showing. available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. I, I was, I was like, so so happy I could get in. You're going to uh, be there with a lightsaber in one hand and a flask in the other? Yeah. Ready to go. I mean, I'm going. Hopefully the lightsaber contains, like, coffee or something. <laughs> it's just a thermos for coffee. Well, I'm excited about that. But one other thing I wanted to discuss, because we... Um, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't typically been that good at plugging upcoming movies at the theater, but I wanted to say that uh, Die Hard is December 19th, which from the time we're recording is tomorrow, uh, but also then Love Actually. Well, I guess we should say It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it, I've, it's not a movie I enjoy at Christmas, but that's coming up December 21st. I've never seen it. Uh, one o'clock. Hasn't seen it. Now, never why are you playing it. that one? It's a classic. Uh, be- because everybody, it's Everyone everybody's it. favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. Love Actually, December 26th. That's at 8 p.m. Uh, we, we, you could definitely have to listen to our, our excellent, most, yeah. most listened to episode, guys. Most listened to episode, Love Actually, uh, of this podcast. So thank you, Laserbeak. You, yes, you, you have to listen to that one. Uh, on the 28th at 1 o'clock, Home Alone. 
Heard of it. Yep, heard of it. It's going to be good. Kevin McAllister, little Kevin, is going to be running from uh, from a couple of criminals on December 28th. And uh, and then you're playing, just after New Year's, The Jerk on January Everybody's uh, favorite uh, New Year's movie? Sure, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know maybe. how that wound up there. Yeah, right. Like well, a new thing. It's the New Year's, new Year's Eve. Actually new Year's selling very well. Uh, a lot of people Is like it? that movie. Good, yes. good. I, I think it's... it's it's definitely so without ward we did an episode of planes trains and automobiles and i think the jerk is the opposite of what well the jerk might be what's what uh steve martin becomes at the end of love of planes trains and automobiles right he's he, he's a minor version of that character in the jerk he's like wacky physical comedy i mean it's it's off it's off the charts what he does in that movie <laughs> he hates cans <laughs> So then tell us a little bit about your New Year's party going on down here at the theater. Uh, so we took a chance this year. We're doing a alcohol-free New Year's, you know? Yes. I mean, yes. sounds like a really good idea, doesn't right. it? Right. Who wouldn't want to be at an alcohol... Fr- Who wants to drink think, on New Year's? I, I don't. Think you're close to selling out, right? I mean, it's um, going to be quite the so, party. Uh, but we have a... Uh, a big star coming in, Haley, mm-hmm. is going to be performing, and we've got Lydia Liza, and there's going to be comedy and all the regular trimmings of New Year's Eve minus the alcohol. So, Are you going to do a mocktail of some kind? There's going to be lots of different mocktails. Nice. We've got sponsorship oh, from Switzel and Hairless Dog, and it's going to be it's going to be great. Nice. I'll be in Montana skiing. Oh, Wow. Probably drunk. Well, that's fancy. <laughs> it's always best to ski drunk. I've seen episodes of 80s movies and TV shows where skiing drunk is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get any ski-offs, maybe? Any sort of... Uh, yeah, we're going to do a Chinese downhill, ah, uh, for fantastic. sure. Yeah. That's fantastic. So and then... I'm going to try the... Uh, what was the jump that he did in the uh, the kick-ass blaster? I'm going to do the kick-ass blaster. The kick-ass Am I the only one who's blaster. seen Hot Dog, the movie? Uh, no, probably. You're, lo- you're looking at the one guy who's probably seen the least amount of movies out of everything. That <laughs> and you've, you've seen Hot Dog, podcast? the movie, though? No, I haven't seen Oh, I have not seen it either. You haven't seen Hot Dog? Have you seen uh, Better Off Dead? No. Yes, so you of did. course. Oh, Jesus. Of course. Lord. We're going to just um, sit Byron in front of a... This should be a quiz show. A VCR of, uh, and just... Uh, what movies has Byron not seen? Force him to watch movies. Well, we're going to get to that quiz show. But, Byron, I know you had a question for us. What was that question? A, a oh, little well, discussion, pre-movie is, discussion. Since it is going to be the holidays coming up, I thought it would be a good way to... Good segment to talk about. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Guys, <laughs> let's go, like, top five or top three, top Top five. 20, top 25. Top 25. I have a list. Yeah, let, yeah. yeah, let's do top 25. Yeah, you, of course you have a list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like top three Christmas top movies. Three. Top yeah, three. Yeah, like your top favorite three. Christmas movies like and why. Like what, what? All right. Because mm-hmm. everyone seems to have a favorite Christmas movie. Like that seems to be the new tradition now where it's where everybody's got to watch certain right. movies because they can come out at Christmas. Take us away, Matt. My number one is always and will always be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a good call. It's hilarious. It's uh, <clears throat> It has just right enough adult humor uh, funny, you know, funny kind of adult humor that you can watch with the kids, but they don't quite get what's going on. Um, I love Chevy Chase in in these movies from that era, uh, and and also he's the he's the everyman. You know, he's the he's trying to have this nice Christmas with his family and his in laws, and he's saying, "No, we're not gonna. You know, we're all gonna come to this house, and the lights are gonna work." And he's he tried to plug them in together and they don't light and i mean and he cuts down the tree and all of this stuff is amazing in that movie uh, i actually have a chicago blackhawks double zero griswold jersey that i like to wear to work during ugly ugly air quotes christmas sweater days 
That is a hockey sweater, so it, it qualifies. Uh, and it's amazing. It's John John Hughes, right? John Hughes. Yeah. It's fantastic. You wrote it. Right. It's amazing. That's my number one. That's one. Yeah. Okay. Do I, do, should okay. I run through just all of them? Give it to us. Yeah, just run through all of them. Okay. So National Lampoon's Christmas but don't, Vacation. But don't take as long with two and three. Oh, well, I thought we were going to go around <laughs> the horn here. Around the horn. Okay. Then uh, it's tough for me. I would say... And Die Hard is is one, you know, is two or three. I like watching this one. And um, boy, uh, I don't know. It's don't tough, know. isn't it? It's tough. Number three is always yeah. the tough one to think about if you yeah. had to go in like a top three. I guess maybe there are so many that can fill that role. Uh, for me, I, number three, I'd go uh, with uh, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. No, because does the that original, count? The original, the original the the Reindeer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number two, okay, um, right. Aliens. Okay. Why? I uh, just made that up. It's not a Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie. It could be a Christmas uh, movie. Yeah. No, uh, Die Hard. And then uh, my favorite Christmas movie is Lethal Weapon. Okay. All right. Lethal Weapon. That's a good one. Yeah. That is good. I would not put that on my list, but I do own it and like to watch it around this time of year. Love Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Well, I guess I got to go with Matt on this one. Uh, my Christmas milk. Vacation? Yeah, Christmas Vacation's always yeah. been my favorite one. It's the movie that I watch all this, this time of year, uh, followed up by Die Hard. And, yeah. And... Uh, Another one that I would usually, now that I think I'm going to throw into the rotation after watching it, uh-huh. I'm so glad I actually watched this movie, was Love Actually. Oh, oh yeah. I, like oh, I do. I oh. do watch. Yes, that, that, that should be in my top three. Um, but I would also throw in Iron Man 3. Oh. I was just going to say that, too. Yes. I have to make a <laughs> note of that one. And speaking of Christmas Iron Man 3, have you guys seen Four Christmases? I've not seen Four Christmases. Mm. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yes. No. Uh, by the way, most of the world agrees with you, or most Minneapolis on on Lethal Weapon. We showed it last Christmas, and there were like four people here. Ah. But I really enjoyed it. Yes, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, Riggs and Murtaugh don't go over it that well, I guess. Yeah, but they do um, teach you the true meaning of Christmas. They do. Yes, they much do. like Hermie and Cor- Yukon Cornelius, mm-hmm. they do teach you those morals, those that Christmas story. Why can I not think of the? Uh, hey, Yukon, diplomatic immunity has been revoked. <laughs> uh, so in the movie Four Christmases, I just want to say really quick that Vince Vaughn's brother is, um, why can I not think of it right now, the guy behind The Mandalorian, the guy behind... John Favreau. John Favreau, He's exactly. He's an MMA fighter in that movie. And I love... Holy crap, I've actually I actually might have seen this I movie. love that he is this this muscular, fat kind of you know, this lowbrow blue collar guy in this movie. And now he's just like the driving force behind uh, Disney's star right. Wars. <laughs> right. All right. We should probably talk about die hard. We probably should. No, talk about no, no, we should not. <laughs> okay. We should not. I have all the time in the world, boys, ladies and gentlemen, 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 can anyone do an Alan Rickman? A, uh, I wish I could. I so should I could we just start with a scene by scene recap? Uh, no, from, we almost we don't should. we don't do that on this part podcast. Of this movie is great. Uh, we do not. We do wouldn't that. know even where to begin and end. We would have to do just a scene by scene. We do not do well, that on this podcast. I think each scene numbers, features um, Bruce Willis smoking in a public place and being checked out by a woman. Well, okay. Let's sort of. Here's what I want to do. I want to. I want to. And Byron and I had discussed this prior to. Also, let's first talk about the major controversy here and uh, explain why exactly Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. That's because Bruce Willis says it isn't. FYI. Oh, he says it. He says it isn't. Yes. Bruce Willis doesn't make good movies anymore. Well, I mean, Bruce Willis. Yes, he is not a fun, fun or funny guy. Uh, I I say number one when people who say this isn't a Christmas movie. 
there's a freaking Christmas holiday party. That's the whole point. Is this a holiday party? Well, yeah, and if you go back into the into like the writing, you can actually see how well written this is. The reason why they went into the into the Nakatomi Plaza at this time was because there were so few people and so few security guards because it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, the only people left are on the thirtieth floor. I would say the yeah. music. I mean, it, yeah. is it Handel's Messiah that plays throughout the no, movie? No, obviously. Ode to Joy. Yeah, totally. obviously. Throughout I mean, the entire movie. Yes. It's, can you yeah? Can you be less cultured, Ward? I, I mean, it's obviously it Ode to Joy. Clearly, did not have a classic. Which education. one is? Uh, yeah. Which one is Handel's Messiah? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it I I don't know. But that is uh, that's a little bit of Ode to Joy. For and you. then also the the bells. There's you know anytime there's uh, something surprising going on in the scene, they have the. You got it. You got it. Ready for me? Give me some. No, no, no. I just want to say you're leaving out something very important here. Oh. What's happening here? It's supposed to be. There we go. Here we go. Messing with the board. Run DMC. Obviously, our guy Argyle's favorite. Our guy Argyle. Say that ten times fast. His favorite song. Uh, it's Christmas, man. Why doesn't Argyle have anyone to hang out with on Christmas? He's I don't know because he just call, stopped being a cabbie. People. He was in the ca- he was in the limo at the back when you in the he's just bugging garage. people that are eating no, dinner with yeah, their families. He's calling people on his phone trying to like you know schedule a date later. All right, so so we've got the uh, the party, we've got the music, yeah, we've got decorations everywhere, and it's also snowing. I mean, it's New York, so it's or it's L.A., so it's not really snowing. I'm thinking of the second one, but yeah. it's also a love story. You know, what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, Christmas movies always have kind of the, the, well, no, the that couple that breaks up and then like comes back together a, at the end. What makes a Christmas movie? Yeah. He says a love story makes a Christmas movie. A love story makes a Christmas movie. I don't know. I mean, I, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. C4? I'm just asking that as a broad question. Like, what, what actually makes a Christmas movie? If we have people like Bruce Willis saying this isn't a Christmas movie. Well, Bruce why, Willis why is wrong. It? Why isn't it a Christmas movie? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. It obviously is. And he's, he drops down a terrace with the words, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun on a sweatshirt. That's <laughs> yeah. Christmas. Uh, yeah. Don't you guys do that at your house? <laughs> obviously. I mean, yes. clearly that's the one way to do it. <laughs> it's like Santa coming down the chimney, but in this case, you know, it's, it's terrorists coming down the elevator. Children, I think. It might be a little bit more trauma- traumatizing, but... Uh, all right, so oh, I think well. we've settled it. It is a Christmas it's movie. It's definitely a Christmas movie. It All right. certainly falls into one of the smaller genres of Christmas movies as a Christmas action movie. I think we already mentioned a couple other ones. Lethal Weapon is another one. Yep. Iron Man 3 is, yes. a, is an action movie. I Two mean, out of three of those were written by Shane Black. Yep. That's true. There's Amazing. Just, just Bang Bang. Is Which is Shane, Black. Also, is Shane also Black. Shane okay, Black. Okay, I think we're we'll getting a I mean, we got pattern Batman here. Returns. I have a whole list of Also action. Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, Batman Returns. I should, I should add that to my rotation. That seems good. Uh, yeah, Die Hard 2. I have a whole list of these. Uh, the Ice Harvest is another one where it's... Uh, Never heard of it. Billy Bob Thornton and Kuzak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Right, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, Byron pulls... Uh, the, the no movie guy pulls one out of his butt over uh, there. The Long Kiss he's, Goodnight. He's also... No, that is Rennie Harlan, sorry. Yeah. Yes, Rennie Harlan, who did Die uh, Hard Dire 2. 2. Okay, Dire 2, he beat me to it. Reindeer Games. Damn him. Another one. Reindeer ben Games. Affleck. Yep, yeah, Ben Affleck. Is that Christmas? That, okay. is take, that does take place at Christmas. That is a Tom Clancy novel. I, I beat him to that one, at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this falls into a small category, but I still think it counts. Everyone yes. considers Christmas movies they're either supposed to be comedies or love stories, but they don't have to be. No, they don't have to be. No, they should involve a man in a titanium suit, like Die Hard. Okay, what do you want to move to next? The numbers, quick. The numbers. The numbers. No, we're not going to do the numbers this time. This no is numbers. The, we, we skip the numbers because right, the numbers. the Christmas uh, tradition. We're 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 you know it's a new Christmas tradition. We're skipping a, the numbers. We're skipping the numbers. Doesn't matter. 
Although I will say that the uh, tomato meter, since we talked about that for uh, for uh, 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 Rise of the Skywalker, uh, tomato meter on this one is 93%, so a lot better than 59%. Bruce Willis was um, uh, part of that 7%. He also doesn't like the he movie. He doesn't like his own addition movie. Yeah. Not yes. it's a Christmas movie. Well, and so speaking of Bruce Willis, uh, my random trivia point is that Rupert Murdoch, of a very infamous man, Rupert Murdoch, had to personally sign off as the head of Fox Studios on the $5 million payday that Bruce Willis got for this movie. Kind of crazy, considering at the time he was uh, he was in moonlighting. He, he was, was in moonlighting, no, and that was he it. was he was shooting moonlighting during the day while moonlighting on the set of this movie Ooh, at night. I see what you but did. Dumb tish. That is that is for real. They were paying him five million to work at night on this. Five million. Speaking of that, yeah. five million for such an unknown. He actor. was unheard. He was, he was unheard, unheard of. of, and he yep. was not even their third choice. And he hadn't even come out with his, now, with his, uh, his music CD yet. I mean, who was the first choice? Wasn't it Sylvester Stallone? It could be their first choice, but who was the person they first had to offer this role to? Ooh, it was Clint Eastwood, I thought. That they no. had be- didn't he have the rights to the uh, novel? Uh, there was a novel? No. Is this movie was actually based on a novel called... Interesting, Byron. Okay, uh, yeah. You look up the title, and I will give you a little story while you do that. Okay. This movie is actually the second in a series of novels, and there was... Uh, the, the, the novel, the first novel, was made into a movie much earlier, 25 years earlier. And that movie starred Frank Sinatra. That's what it was. And so the, the producers of this movie, Fox was contractually obligated to offer this role to Frank Sinatra as a 70-something-year-old man to play John McClane. Yes. The, the first and thank God he turned it down. <laughs> yes. The first movie that was in that was he played, uh, the movie was called The Detective. Yes. Which was done by Roderick Thorpe. Yeah. The Detective. And this what movie, year is that? You got a year on that? Roderick Thorpe. Uh, well, The Detective was... Byron, I can barely hear you. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 1966 was when the uh, Okay, yes. Was when so the novel, 22 the years out. earlier. Yeah, and this so this movie is based on the sequel to that novel, which made them have to <laughs> offer it to Frank Sinatra. Made them contract. Can you believe it? If that movie would that movie would have been terrible. Oh. Yes, the, the now the novel itself. I want to see this that was, movie. Mm, nobody wants to see that I, movie. I would be interested. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. would have played the, uh, the cop on the radio. <laughs> it would have just been all the the uh, it just been the Rat Pack, yeah, the Rat Pack, as, uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> uh, no, pass. Well, this. It was based off of that. Like I said, it's the detective. The novel, the second novel that it was based off of is Nothing Lasts Forever, which was written in 1970. So it's a hybrid of two different novels? No, I'm sorry. It's oh. just the one novel. Okay. It's called that. Uh, this is the sequel uh, to wow. The Detective. I had so no idea. So I will read There's you the plot. I will read you the plot to the novel and see if you can pick out just exactly what they took this from. Okay. <laughs> so this is from Wikipedia. Retired New York police detective Joe Leland is visiting the 40-story office headquarters of the Klaxon Oil Corporation in Los Angeles on Christmas Eve, where his daughter Stephanie Leland Gerano, Ger- yeah, G- Gennaro, excuse me, Gennaro, oh, Gennaro, Gennaro. Yeah, like in the movie, yes. works while he is waiting for his daughter's Christmas party to end. A group of German Autumn-era terrorists take over the skyscraper. The gang is led by the brutal Anton, Little Tony the Red, Gruber. Mm-hmm. Joe had mm-hmm. known about Gruber through a counterterrorism conference he had attended years before. Barefoot, Leland slips away and manages to remain undetected in the gigantic office complex, aided outside only by Los Angeles Police Sergeant Al Powell. Powell yep. Played by Sammy Davis Jr. Played by yep. Sammy Davis Jr. 
Armed with only his police-issue pistol, Leland fights off the terrorists one by one in an attempt to save the 79, 74 hostages and grandchildren. Yeah, it's basically exactly like the novel. It's, it's, very, it's very, very similar. Uh, although in the end of the novel, uh, in, in, the, in the novel, actually, it's his daughter he's trying to rescue, not his yeah, wife. it is his daughter. Yeah, and in the novel, the daughter dies much darker. And Lord. there's a little bit of a twist where the Klaxon Oil Corporation was actually in a dealing with the Chile's Junta. Oh, yeah, it, Junta. Yeah, Junta, excuse me. Yes. And so there was a whole big scandal to uncover that. But yeah, the, the terrorists were actually terrorists in the novel. Not, they weren't just burglars. So uh, I think it's time now to switch to our game. You guessed it, folks. I have a game. I have Mr. Endo on the line at buzzin.live. And me. we are going to do... A little game that I'm calling Pop Quiz Hotshot. So that should give you a clue. I got it. What we're doing here. We're doing trivia on the movie Speed. <laughs> well, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty cool, but no. And uh, okay. enthusiasm. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah, okay. I got the computer goo. Are you the goo? I guru. Did I'm, you want more yeah, I'm, letters? I'm the computer guy. But okay, I guess the computer. The it. computer goo is in. Okay, all right. So I you like guys. Here we go. <laughs> I am going to. Oh, here's what. Here's how this game is going to work. I am going to give you one or two words, and you are going to tell me what movie I'm referring to. And all of these movies are in the category of Die Hard in a. Blank. I'm going to win. Because this movie, yep, this movie, uh, this movie sparked a whole bunch of movies in the 90s. Basically, 90s, probably stopping in the 2000s. All these movies, in fact, are from the 90s, where they were, uh, they were the same situation, a bunch of terrorists or bad guys, and they were facing down one, one pesky guy who was basically the monkey in the wrench, to use uh, John McClane's words. So are you two gentlemen ready? I'm so ready. He uh, is ready. Sure. He's ready. They're ready. Okay. Question one. Make sure you hit. Now, uh, a brief reminder. Make sure you hit the big green button. Last time, Ward had trouble with the big green button, and I will. we will hear a noise, and I will have... So, if I were you guys, much like Jeopardy, I would just immediately be popping that button, and exactly, Byron has it. Byron has it. I'm going to reset all buzzers, and then I know the order you buzzed in, so do not worry. Just buzz in, and I will pick who did it. Okay, here we go. Question number one. The word is... Bus. Why won't this? Why does my bus never work? I have the computer guy. <laughs> Apparently, the non-computer guy cannot make it work on his phone. All right, give me that. Give me that uh, buzz in code again. Okay. All right. All right well, we so go. let's go with the computer guy. What is your answer? Uh, speed. Correct. The that's the correct answer. Speed and speed starred who? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, exactly. And the lady we talked about last time, who is the star of all the rom coms. Hmm. Uh, it's, not, it's not for points. I'm just asking. Not for points. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Thank you. Okay. All right. Resetting all buzzers. Here we go. Question number two. Two word. Two words. Uh, die hard in a boarding school. Hmm. Mm. A boarding school. Think Sean Astin. Think Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Anyone? Uh, hmm? I got it. But my buzzer doesn't work. Okay. Are you timing out over there? Why does it turn to a big green square? I don't know why it does that to me. Tin Soldiers is the name of the film. Uh, You said Tin Soldiers. I will give you credit. Judges? Yeah, we're going to give them credit. It's Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. (laughs) Toy Soldiers. Okay. 
Fair enough. Question. Wait, but that just, you just broke the, the rule. Why? Because Sean Astin had Will Wheaton. He wasn't alone. No, no, it's not. They don't have to be alone. They don't oh. have to be alone necessarily. All right. They, there's, there's a band yeah, of. Because Speed had Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, okay. Question number three. This one has multiple answers. I will give you full credit for any of them. Die Hard on an airplane. There. I've got a buzzer. I've got a buzzer. It's Samwise now. Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Passenger 57. That is correct for one answer. Passenger 57. Byron, do you want to take a guess for another point? Oh. I got gosh. another one. I... Okay. We're okay. Executive okay, decision. I, think I got one. Wait, wait. Byron came in. He came in on the buzz. Uh, Air Force One. Air Force oh, one, one is another answer from 1997. There are two more answers. Executive decision. Executive decision oh, is another one from 1996. There is one more, probably most obvious one. Oh, dear. Think, think the long flowing flocks. Fabio? Of, well, oh, very, Con very, Air. Ah, he ah, got it. Con it. Air. He got it. Well done. Okay. Question number four. Die Hard. And when I was a kid, this movie was... One of my faves. Die Hard on a Battleship. Oh, Samwise was first. Oh, Samwise was first. Under Siege. Under Siege, 1992. Bingo. Byron, what were you going to say? I was going to say Under Siege. My wife's Did favorite you? movie. Really? It is. Really? Wow. That and Kramer That's, versus Kramer. Oh, my God. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, okay. Resetting all buzzers. Here we go. She's very eclectic. Question number five. Die Hard on a Mountain. Samwise again. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger starring Sylvester Stallone. Sly. And Byron, have Michael you seen that Rooker. one? I have not seen that movie. Yes, Michael Rooker, the one-handed zombie killer himself. Uh, question number six. Hockey arena. <laughs> wow, he is just <laughs> dominating. Sudden death. Sudden death. Jean-Claude Van Damme. J-V-C-D-C, whatever. Yes, I love it. Uh, yes, Byron, I didn't think you had much chance of this one, but, but the thing about Die Hard is everybody made a Die Hard movie. So number seven, and I always do seven questions, so I'm sad to say this is the final one. Uh-oh. Number seven is Die Hard on Alcatraz. Yes, Samwise beat you. He yes. beat you again. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock. 1996's <laughs> The Rock, also starring... Sean Connery, Connery. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. That's the answer I was looking for. So a couple you missed. White House down. I didn't want to go to crappy movies from the 20s. And there was another one with Gerard Butler. Yes. No, there was the one with uh, Olympus Fallen. And then like like Zeus has fallen. And then like uh, Mermaid has fallen. There's like three of those movies. And then uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3, which was Die Hard in an amusement park. See, that's awesome. But they didn't have that one on the website that I looked at. So. Uh, you know, I didn't do any Disney movies, any animated movies, but you, you, this, you know, because I am such a cheery holiday kind of guy, I have no penalty for the loser, Byron. Oh, excellent. I did not come up with a helium, no helium helium infused, uh, penalty for the loser, but I do want to move on and discuss our favorite quotes from this movie. Do you guys have any? I have one that I just discovered yesterday and it is, do you want a breath mint? Where, who who says that? Where? So when uh, when uh, Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson show up, yeah, and uh, the, the, no, uh, the other one, the yeah, um, Deputy no Police Chief Dwayne T. Robinson starts like straightening his tie and getting uh, his jacket. Uh, uh, one of his officers, him, do you want a breath mint? <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Yes, because Wayne Dwayne T. Robinson is one uh, douche a bag for there sure. There are a lot of douchebags in this movie, and we'll get back to that. Yeah, yes. they certainly are a lot of jerks. Oh, speaking of douchebags, I will give you my favorite line, and then he is the ultimate of douchebags in this movie. And he, my, his favorite line that I that I like is when he says Hans a booby. <laughs> oh God, Ellis, Harry oh, Ellis, this guy. Yeah, booby. Talk about the perfect like <laughs> if you could imagine the stereotype of an eighties businessman, like, yeah, a, a cokehead so, businessman. Yeah, because, like this guy well, is. No, that's included that because he's right. an eighty businessman. Sure, he does coke. He's actually worse than yeah. the terrorists. Uh, oh, Would you guys agree with that? Yes, yes. As far as like the kind of human being they are. Oh, I mean yeah, this like guy. The terrorist. Yeah, this guy. He he's at a, a late night holiday party with uh, his coworkers. And he asks some married woman to go out on a date with him afterwards. Like what? Yeah. I mean, come on! This is this is he's a huge tool for yeah, sure. This guy is a loser. Uh, and and of I'm course, almost mad at uh, Nakatomi for hiring him. Yes, Takagi, Takagi, yeah, Takagi yeah. for hiring like, him. Why yeah. does he have him on how staff? Did he get, yeah, how did he get on staff and put him in a position to negotiate <laughs> hey. with multi? He you know, well, he negotiates multi-million-dollar deals for, for breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. right? Yeah, so he can handle a couple of Euro trashes. The, immediately approaches the Germans and says, Sprechen Sie talk. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Is that your favorite line, Byron? That, Sprechen Sie talk? That should be my favorite line. But what do you actually, got? I have a different favorite line. Okay. It is actually a misquote that Alan, oh, Rickman, this is German. That Alan Rickman says. This is German. No, it's not German, oh. actually. It's the... He attributes it to Plutarch. Oh, okay. But he does, but it's actually not from Plutarch. Um, okay, oh. it's the quote that he says when he. Let's see if I can pull up the actual quote that he says uh, when he approaches. He has Takagi when he isolates Takagi and he's looking at the new bridge. Uh huh. He's trying to get yeah, the, the model code. Yeah. And he quotes and he says when when Alexander looked upon all that he'd conquered, sure. he was uh, he, wept. he wept. He wept because there yeah. were no more worlds to conquer. Right. right. That actually wasn't done by Plutarch. I was curious about that line, so I tried to do a little bit more okay. research on that. It actually wasn't done by Plutarch. That was done by John Calvin, who ended up rewriting that quote. Interesting. Okay. But was more, Calvin around during... No, John Calvin okay. is not considered a classical writer, mm. so that in itself is kind of a joke that he doesn't really have a classical education. Uh, so this is, I, this is sort of... Um, misattributed it's, it's in, a misattributed and kind of a, a meta joke i guess yeah. in a way that he uh so two okay. more uh, quickies okay. uh, uh deputy police chief uh Dwayne t robinson has okay. two great ones one is yes. we're gonna need more fbi agents yeah. and then the my favorite one from him is uh oh i hope that wasn't one of the hostages <laughs> yeah when he's falling yeah. yeah uh so speaking of when he's falling uh because he says that when when hans gruber is falling right yeah yeah, so that actually was a stuntman. Did you know that? Huh. Stuntman fell use, 32 floors. Did they use like CGI to replace his face or something? No, well, so, so it was a stuntman. Wait, the stuntman well, actually fell 32 floors? Yeah, so the wide shot was a stuntman falling 32 floors yeah. into a pillow. Uh, but, but when you see Hans, when you see Alan Rickman falling as Hans Gruber, that's a blue screen shot. And, um, and, and so that's, you know, he's obviously not falling that far. I mean, not going to have Alan Rickman fall that far. But, but one funny thing about uh, the Alan Rickman part of that fall is that, you know, his face just looks like, holy yeah. shit, what imagine, did you do? Yeah, imagine the perfect terror they got on his right. face. Yeah. Right, that's because they said, hey, hey, Hans, booby, we're going to drop you on three. And they went, one, drop. <laughs> and it totally pissed it him worked. off. And it worked. Yeah, he was not happy about that. Can I just uh, interrupt uh, 
Speaking of stunt doubles, Uh when Alexander Gudinov and Bruce Willis are fighting uh, at the end, the Bruce Willis stunt double looks nothing like Bruce Willis. I think it's like... Oh, that happens. Yeah. This is not Tom Cruise. That happens a couple of things where... Yeah. Yeah, there's a mention. Something that was obvious to me was when they have him running around barefoot and you can see that he's got like these fake shoes on. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. If you guys stop and you look, go a little bit slower and you look at it, it looks just hilarious. Like they just look like shoes. Oh. Oh, funny yeah it's obviously not uh not um bruce willis and 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 you know the guy has a mustache and a beard uh, that's fighting <laughs> well you know uh well it's the it's movie magic let me tell you what one of my you guys one of my favorite lines is yeah. it's right here welcome to the party pal welcome to the party pal now that's was that the introduction uh when he threw the body on top of uh that's kind of mean. Al, yes, Al Powell, guys I, I become almost... best friends later on. Yes, yeah, so he he chucks the body out and then he starts shooting at the car with you know obviously fully automatic fire and and he just yells out the window, "Welcome to the party, pal!" Uh, which is like, um, and then later on, uh, Dwayne T. What's his name? Dwayne T. Something Robinson, whatever. Robinson. He yeah. uh, he says, uh, "How do we know that's not the guy who shot up your car?" <laughs> It's like that was the guy who shot up his car, but he didn't want you to know that. Um, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, so, how about ranking? You know, Hans Gruber is no. possibly one of the greatest, if not the greatest, villain of all time in a movie. How do you, how does he rank in like your your top of all uh, time movie villains? In your top fifty list, Matt. <laughs> okay, let me pull up my list here. Let me go to the. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's. He's up there. He's up there, I think. Um, but he's not... I, I don't know. He's kind of... He's more funny. He, he tends to be kind of funny. I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think when I first saw this movie in the 80s or whatever, I think I think he was scary. Like, he, was, he, he you took him seriously. There's a certain mysteriousness about him that you don't... Like, because he is so calm throughout the whole movie, and he's got the voice. He definitely kind of plays that whole... I can see where you're coming from with that. I think he's I think he's top top three for me right there with he's top he's top three Darth Vader and uh, and uh, my third one would be uh, Adam Sandler in uh, oh, I don't know just I'm Adam just, Sandler in I'm any just, movie yeah so uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't three. be Doctor Evil um, no really no he's not scary rolling down the street smoking in dough <laughs> sipping on gin and juice who do you think that is. Do you think that is Alan Rickman? Is that Alan Rickman? <laughs> Who is it? That's Benedict Cumberbatch doing uh, Alan Rickman. Doing Alan Rickman. Yes, doing Alan Rickman. He, Brilliant. He, he is, he's actually quite good at it. And I was looking at it during my research. Uh, I discovered that he has been asked to do that on every, basically every <laughs> late night show that he's been on. Is, oh, here, let me do some. We hear you Alan do Rickman. a good Alan Rickman. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, Ellen, everyone. Okay. Uh, okay. So we need to move on from there because we need to wind this thing. Well, one thing we haven't talked about is... is do you guys like the movie? I hate this movie. Top, Do you really? Top zero. Yes. No. Of course. I, we just said it's. We just said it's in our top two but Christmas I mean, movies. Uh, Christmas <laughs> movies, but I mean all time. I movies. get. I get what you're saying. For for me, I. It's no Hudson Hawk. It is no Hudson Hawk. I'll give yeah. you that. For right. me, I usually like to divide movies into two categories: movies that are necess- that are fun to watch, and movies that are good movies. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive. This movie, to me falls into both categories. I enjoy watching this movie, and it's also, I think, a very good movie. It's a very well-written movie. You see a lot of foreshadowing. You see a very good plot. You don't see anything... You don't see characters acting out of character. 
and I think it's really well done. So yes, I do think it's a very good movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I this is one of my all time favorites, and I'll tell you what. There's there's one shot in this movie that prevents this movie from being in my top five. Is it the scene where he breaks down and apologizes and tells him to say that he's sorry? No. No. Okay. <laughs> what is it? No. For me, it is uh, after he. What is uh, Alexander Gudenov's character's name? I don't know. The, the blonde guy, the 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 henchman, the Carl? main henchman, Carl, the main henchman. Yeah. After he hangs him, they they go up on the roof. He does that amazing. He does the amazing physics problem? Love the deal with the 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 fire hose and all that. They th- then he chases the people down off the roof, and there's a shot as they're coming down the stairs of Carl still hanging there. Yeah. Had that been a shot of just the empty chain? Oh, the empty chain. Ooh, it would have completely. Good. Because I think the the last scene of the movie is terrible. It like, is, where the hell does he come from? It is a little bit terrible. Oh, sure. I remember. Yeah. It's just I for re- me, it 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 ruins it every time I watch the movie. You As know what? I and this funny, just real quick. I actually missed the last five minutes when I watched it this time. I don't know why I got distracted by my kids. And so when I was like doing research later, I was reminded that Carl jumps up with the, with the machine gun and that uh, Al has to put him down. Yeah. And I thought, well, did that happen in this movie? So I didn't get ruined this yeah, time. I mean, it's one thing for them to just tie everything on a nice little bow and have yeah. Al be able to pull his gun out, which is like, wow, what a great, what a great, uh, what a great little ending way there. to overcome. Right. You know, I killed another person. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. But, but they, sh- but they show Carl like 10 minutes after he's been hung and he's still hanging there. And then what he was just hanging out there waiting. Yeah. Was no he waiting? Intended. I mean, Perhaps they could have changed the scene a little bit, not necessarily the chain hanging there, but to kind of see him move a little bit, like to kind of have him look, look up as the crowd is going underneath him, like yeah. just to have that little bit of information. Because throughout this whole movie, we're actually kind of given the information ahead of time. We're in like a third-person perspective, like because we, we know about things that are going on, but we don't see that coming. Right. Which I thought was pretty uh, interesting. But other than that, it is it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Top 10 for me. Top 10. Wow. Um, I, yeah, it's not. And actually, you know what? I'd have to go to my list to tell you where it's at, but it's in there. It's in my top 50. I'm not and sure I, where. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen this movie a hundred times. It's still the the fire hose scene and the, the scene where he's trying to cross from one side of the elevator shaft to the other, I yes. still get like worked up when I'm watching those. Maybe because I've got a problem with heights. But, those uh, are some pretty intense scenes yeah. going through there. Like when they, you're talking when he falls in the elevator shaft. Yeah, and, and just catches himself jump. by the fingertips, which anybody could do, right? Oh, clearly anybody could do that. And totally then not the most strong uh, tips of his fingers of any man ever. Uh, as, uh, as a person who is getting into um, rock climbing myself, Yes. I can tell you, uh, from my non-educated opinion, you would probably blow out all of the tendons in your hand by doing that. Yes. <laughs> but I'm no John McClane. Also, you know, it's it's on slippery sheet metal and the duct work. And shortly after that scene, or after that action stunt, is when you hear the most quoted, in my opinion, well, second most quoted opinion, in my opinion, of the movie. It's this one. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. And I say that all the time. <laughs> He's looking for uh, reasons to say that. Of course, the first one is hey, this. Motherfucker. Wait, wait, I missed it. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And I would use that to real quickly trans- transition into uh, the fact that this movie would not be made now. By the time they made the fourth one, they said, no, 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 Bruce Willis. No more saying motherfucker. 
Now it's just yippee ki mother. It's, yeah, now it's yippee ki but they got to do like a jump cut. Like there's got to be an explosion or a crash or something. Yeah, he because says it in the it first was, three. Can't say it in the third. Because I think, in the fourth yeah, one. in four, isn't four a good day to die hard? I believe that's true. And uh, then, yes. No, Timoth- four is live free or die hard. Yeah, live die free hard. or die hard. Yes. Yeah, with Timothy. Five Timothy is o- good day to die hard. Yeah, with Timothy. Timothy Which was the end of the series, live free or die hard. Yeah, apparently they didn't make another one. Uh, he in this movie he says uh, mf or three or four maybe more times he just keeps saying it to people. Uh, he also just like goes and crazy kills the guy who he's already subdued, which you wouldn't see in in a, in a modern movie. He wouldn't like he's got a prisoner and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna kill you. It doesn't happen. No, that is a good point. Um, like a movie yeah. like this really wouldn't be made because nowadays you would have to have almost a like a Sylvester Stallone or somebody like almost ridiculous playing in this type of role. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and let's not forget that they almost had Sylvester Stallone. They, they almost, almost had, had Schwarzenegger. They almost had all of the action heroes of the 80s, and they went with, uh, they went they went with, with David. Josh, yeah, they went David. with Joe Schmo. Yeah. No, it's not still, Joe Schmo. It's David it's from Moonlighting. To, still had to pay him $5 million. $5 like, million could, bucks. Couldn't even get yes. a discount. Uh, yes. So a couple other quickies. First of all, okay. first time, uh, I just watched this last night. First time I noticed that the watch he takes off at the end that he takes off he takes it he off takes of off Holly's the, wrist. Oh, that's yes. Holly's watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's her gift. That's her gift. Rolex that she got as a gift. Yeah, there's yeah. some incredible foreshadowing in this movie. I, like, yeah, I didn't, he, he didn't right. pick up mention, on that. He also makes a mention in this movie um, earlier where he says, uh, "Who gives a shit about the glass?" Yes, oh, makes yeah. the line, and then all of a sudden his feet get cut up. Oh my god! Said, you guys. The glass. Speaking of that, I forgot to make the the joke I was going to make, and I was going to say. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm just sitting here. I got my socks off, got my toes curled up in fists, and I'm just hanging out in the studio. Who hasn't tried that after a long Uh, flight? What exactly is that supposed to do? Well, if you listen to that guy, it's supposed to de-stress you. you. Is it a thing? It is a thing. Uh, I mean, if you can, like, grab some... Yeah, I think it's a thing. Sure. For... uh, for, Jet lag or just for no 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 for, traumatized just for, by just the general calming comfort down yeah. is there's a whole big category of I'll say pseudo ish science called reflexology which is all about the uh, joint or the all about pressure points in your feet being able to calm you down and be able to cure ailments throughout your whole body yeah when we I, turn I, this thing off we're gonna let's all try it. Uh, we should have made this. the joke that we were sitting here with our toes curled up in fists the whole time. Damn oh. it! Well, we can uh, always do it over. Let's start. Let's, let's start this thing over. Yeah. All right. Over. Scratch it. Do it. Uh, do it the other me. point do I it. wanted to make was that uh, you can tell where you are in the movie based on the darkness of Bruce Willis's wife beater. Yes, that's another. Oh, good, that's another good yes. point about this movie is you yes. usually don't see your protagonist in a movie like suffer that much. he does like, suffer he a lot. Sweats, he does. He gets bloody. It, that's something you and ultimately he just takes the wife beater off because he off. has to bandage his feet with it yeah yeah and so it, it it gets dirty after he crawls through that vent comes out has his machine gun and then who does he run into it's hans with an american accent Booby. and it's and yeah and that's where you see he went from white basically pristine white to like a like a drab olive colored. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, thing. Nakatomi, change your filters every once uh, in a while. Exactly, because that's he crawls to the air ducts, and that's how he gets well, that dirty. To be fair, the building's still under construction. I guess <laughs> I'll defend that a little bit. The explosion that takes place on the in the lobby level would that's that a problem? Yeah, would that be a problem? Would that take the building down? The <sighs> dropping the C four down the shaft. It probably wouldn't. You typically elevators are one of the strongest structures in a building. So the explosion would have started there. I I don't know. I'm not. Uh, would it have killed the Huey Lewis looking uh, terrorist on the? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it would okay. have killed Huey Lewis. All right. 
which one point I had to wanted I wanted to mention about just the reception area. This is actually about yes. the receptionist who I believe is the first death in the movie. Okay. Uh, I think he's a jerk. Uh, that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why? No, let, let, let me back up here and okay. let me defend this. So, defend yourself. So, Bruce Willis clearly doesn't know what he's doing as he walks into this building. Oh, he, look, he looks yeah. a little lost. And yeah. so he goes up to the receptionist. He says, hey, I'm looking for Holly. And he goes, oh, just use the computer right there. He is a jerk. And then he goes through the computer and he goes to the thing. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, they're on the party on the 30th floor. The only people here. <laughs> He could have just said, "Oh, you're here for the party. Go yes. up to the thirtieth floor." That's, a really that's good true. Point. So therefore, he's a jerk. That no, that is absolutely true, and that's why Huey Lewis kills him. That is right why when Huey Lewis in. kills him, and he's the first like death. Because because when the cops try to get in, they just wound him. But yeah. that security guard, they're like, "This guy's a dick. He's got to go." Yes. Uh, I okay, Byron. You've won me over. You've absolutely yeah, won I'm, me over. I, I like it. Um, do we have any last thoughts on this movie? Well, well, speaking of that, why do they think the guys driving the police RV are dicks? Why do they kill them and but only wound uh, the other cops? They didn't kill them. They, well, they were going to kill them. At least Hans made the decision to kill them, but they didn't end up ultimately killing They're them. They're just kind of random with who they it decide to kill. It is a little bit random. Which, by well, the okay, way- let me just interject here. You're talking about the penetration vehicle why why did why did the guys driving the penetration vehicle just just jump it on some stairs and then get stuck there what what how was that going to be their plan did you notice that well it didn't have four-wheel drive yeah they were like whoops uh we can't go upstairs that was baloney and then and then it's just sitting there it's a sitting duck and they go oh okay fire the rockets boom everyone dies that was so dumb we've already this just got dropped down to number 11 on my all-time list (laughs) you've already established you talk about how them being boneheads you've already established that they're boneheads because they send this vehicle from like five miles out (laughs) there's like a good five minutes of this of this thing like coming like let's get down to the third floor let's Uh, get the rpgs out and enough time to bolt a stand yes, into the yeah. floor. He gets a screw. He gets drill a pneumatic out. screw gun to be able to bolt this this rocket launcher into the floor. Like that's how much time they have to prepare for this thing coming away. I'm surprised away, they away. didn't measure twice, drill once. Yeah, you know, you know, the entire time I was looking at that, I actually made a note here where it was like, "Has anybody? Have you guys seen Monty Python the Holy Grail?" Yes. Okay. You remember the scene? Have where, you? Uh, yes. Actually, funny <laughs> enough, I have. Have, you remember the scene where I think it's John Cleese's character is like running and kills at the wedding. Yes, yeah, he's like running from like five miles away and that nobody does it. anything. That was the entire time I was looking at that. It's like, oh, you, <laughs> you know, you're taking away one of your biggest things, your element of surprise as you're driving that thing in. Bring in the car. Bring in the car. The car. It's the car. Yeah. Well. Uh, All right. Any, I think any, I'm done. Any uh, Any I'm last thoughts on this movie before we wrap her up? No, yippee kaye, mother. That's right, yippee kaye. Yeah, I think I got. Don't have anything else. He's got nothing else. Well, well I, I give. I have one more thing, I guess. Okay, what uh, is it? Give it to us. Uh, one random piece of trivia, I guess. Kind yes. of a boring note to end on, but I thought we'd have to add it. Does anyone know when the first Christmas movie was ever done? Ever. Ever in eight, all of theater. Eight, theater. Oh, theater. Uh, all not of, all of filmed. Film. Okay. And all of film. 1879. 1879 is your answer. Just guess a year. Uh, a year. $1. I'm going to go 1878. <laughs> oh, he's boxing me in. Yep. Bastard. <laughs> uh, no, you're both wrong. You're both way too early. Okay. It was 1898. Uh, you won. Was uh, you won. Christmas was it Black movie. Christmas? It was not Black Christmas, which was a redone in 1974. <laughs> I know. From our 1974 movie. Yeah. That's what was the movie? 
Was uh, it a horse running? It was because that was Edward Moybridge. It was called Santa Claus and Christmas. That's oh, all it in was. 1898. Mm. It's 1898. Not a very... It was a minute and sixteen. Santa Claus long. and Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. They got to work on their uh, title there. Well, you know, it was, it was 1898, man. It, given, that's given no, that's no Die Hard. You got to add a little pizzazz. <laughs> so that's uh, if anybody wanted to know the history of Christmas movies, that was the first ever Christmas movie to take place. It was so, 1898 it was about a minute and 16 long. It's free on YouTube if you want to go and watch. Oh, you can it. watch it now. Well, yes, that's kind of cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, I thank right, you, what, Byron. So yeah. What do you, so what do you got going on, Matt? What going on? Oh, you want to do some plugs? Yeah, well, let's just kind of, yeah. Let's do try to plugs. be professional about this. Oh, well, uh, you mean you want me to plug things that I'm doing that aren't here? Well, yeah. uh, well, interesting. I am working every day at Honeywell, apparently. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, I have uh, a different podcast called, two different podcasts, one with Byron over here called the Fun V Podcast. And yes. we are uh, going to be doing Logan pretty soon, which is an amazing movie. Love yes. Logan. And then yes. when we are done with the, we're going to call that the X-Men Cinematic Universe, uh, yep. I have a pretty big announcement. you got to tune in to Logan to figure out exactly what next universe we are going to be going into. Mm. Yes. It's, I think, it's uh, expansive. It's, it's for sure. pretty expansive. I think it's going to be a shocker. Yes. It's the Love Actual universe. It is the Love Actual <laughs> it universe. It is. We finally found that Red Nose Day actually sequel that yes, we can all, podcast all about. two movies we're going to podcast on with that. Right. Uh, no, but then I'm also working on City Slickers Minute, which uh, is a podcast in the movies by minute genre where we cover 60 seconds at a time per episode of the 1991 classic city slickers got about 20 30 episodes in the bank now we're looking for uh for getting that out in february so i'm excited that's cool it's awesome yes so i i got like i said i got the fun v podcast uh that's pretty much all i got um byron is going to work at the city of what again every yeah (laughs) You can find him. Uh, yeah, you can find yeah find him. Uh, Ward, what do you got going on? Uh, What's just the next thing? The Parkway Theater will be showing Die Hard this Thursday after this has already been released. And next week we have Love Actually at the theater. Get your tickets because it will sell out. Yes, uh, it most definitely will sell out. That, that is exciting. I hope that I can make it. Uh, well, you know, guys, I have... I want to bring us out with a little Christmas music here. And I have a fun surprise for you. I have a very... I love surprises. A very... Uh, a piece of, of, of art that I have worked on all week that you are hopefully going to enjoy. Is it a helium balloon? Here no, it is. it's not a helium balloon. I will not read it with a helium balloon. But Byron, I kind of wish you would read it with your more dulcet tones. Oh. But uh, I'm going to take a shot myself. Okay, okay, here we go. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the lobby not a moviegoer was stirring... Not even our friend Robbie. The film strips were hung from the projector with care in the hopes that Earl would soon be there. The Minneapolis children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of Star Wars danced in their heads. And Eddie in his office and Ward in his chair had just booked their guests for a zero-proof new year. When out on Chicago arose such a clatter, They sprang from their office to see what was the matter. Down the stairs they flew like a flash, past the bar and past last night's trash. The streetlights shining on the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to their wondering eyes should appear 
but all of the Christmas characters they've come to revere. They spoke with such fervor, such spunk. They knew in a moment, those guys are drunk. More rapid than Uber, their Lyft driver, he came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Ralphie. You're small, so get in the back. You over there. Yeah, you, Billy Mac. You and Scott Calvin, hop on the top. Rusty and Audrey, squeeze in the front with your pop. And away they took off past Turtle Bread, leaving Eddie and Ward speechless with nothing to be said. So back up to the office they went feeling assured that it was an evening well spent. After a moment, they heard noises on the roof. Ward looked at his glass, blaming the 90 proof. But their attention was caught through the little window to the stage by the drooping muscles and graying hair of a familiar old sage. He was completely naked from his head to his foot. The lightning ball dissipated as the whole place shook. His eyes, they glowed red, his right cheek missing. That was a face that no one would be kissing. He stood up and shouted, I'm looking for Tuboman! Ward and Eddie looked at each other and ran. They were cut off by the man at the base of the stairs. He told them to have a seat in some chairs. He told them of his search through all Minneapolis for a toy for his son. The kid who shouts, Now that's pod racing! Yeah, you know the one. He said, Guys, it's okay. Haven't you seen my last movie? I'm totally a good guy now. Isn't that groovy? They replied, Haven't seen it, Arnold. But what can we do for you, sir? The T-800 servos hummed with barely an audible whir. He said he heard tale of their excellent movies and live shows, of their fabulous special drinks everyone knows. There is even talk around town of a new podcast. The guests are great, and those hosts sure have a blast. Ward and Eddie thanked the Terminator, but again asked what their role was. With a twinkle in his eye, as he stole all their clothes, he shouted, Play all my movies, and you'll know you're on the right track. Merry Christmas to all, and I'll be back. Ah, how about that? That's a special for you guys. Wow. A tribute to all of our podcast listeners. Regular Robert Frost. Merry Christmas. Oh, mine. Let me... <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Merry God. Christmas, everyone. Merry yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>